boxers, trainers, fight fans, metalweight army, chocolate <laughs> army, Estrada band, I don't know. Welcome to the No Decision Podcast. It is I, Wes Ibarra, and my co-trainer, Jared Joy Villapando. All right, weekend warriors. We have a long one, so I hope all the training that we've done can get us through the seven round talk. Joy, are you ready? I am ready. All right, round one. It's going to be a quick one, but a very deep one. Um, over the weekend, we lost Marvin Hagler mm. at the age of 66, correct? Yes. And um, it was a very sudden death for uh, Marvelous. Uh, for those listening, obviously, Marvin Hagler has beaten Roberto Duran. Um, I believe he also beat Hearns. Oh, uh, yes, right? he knocked out. Yes, Hearns. And depending on how you feel about 80s, 90s, welterweight boxing, he beat Sugar Ray. Oh, ooh, I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll see. But more on that. I, I did say I did say depending on how you feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, um, we lost a legend. Yeah, it, it was a very big splash within the boxing community. And with the two or three big fights, if you will, that took place uh, last night, Saturday night, he was honored with the the belt uh, counts. And yeah, it was very sudden because, you know, you it's one of those names that you least expect to go. All right. And uh, yeah, but other than that, you know, condolences and prayers up to his family and friends. Absolutely. May Marvelous rest in peace. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm glad that you brought up his legendary battles, uh, Wes, because I, li- I recently just watched, like right before the show, I watched Marvin Hagler versus Tommy Hearns because um, that was the fight where Marvin got hurt in the first round, got cut in the first round, and managed to knock out Tommy Hearns. Thomas Hitman, Hitman Hearns. Um, but yeah, um, it's crazy, right? Because I actually consider Marvin Hagler, he used to be like the Mike Tyson of the middleweight. And I considered Sugar Ray uh, Leonard to be the Muhammad Ali of the welterweight division. And, you know, they actually met in the middleweight, in a middleweight clash. And like like you said, Wes, um, depending on how you see it, um, Marvin could have took it. Right, he had he was busier in the in the latter half of the fight, uh, but Sugar Ray Leonard was he had Marvin's uh, Marvin's number, um, but yeah, uh, incredible fights. Um, this guy was just such a legend, and like you said, knocked out Roberto Durand, pretty much hands of stone himself. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the golden age of boxing he was in there and he was one of the brightest stars absolutely and you know i think one of the hardest things i had to do in my own household with uh, marvin hagler's passing is telling my dad because my dad loves marvin hagler right and yeah no he he still can't believe it to this day Mm. but you know we don't want to linger on this too long you know we lost a legend and you know but his legacy lives on Right. Forever. Not not just in boxing, but also in sport. And I also want to point out, he was one of the very first Southpaws that actually had a right hand. Uh, which, you know, there wasn't a lot of them. Uh, of course, Southpaws, you know, they're going to, their lead hand is the left hand or uh, their more powerful hand is the left hand. And so, I don't know. Uh, it was just so beautiful to watch him. Um, someone described him as your boxer's favorite, your favorite boxer's favorite boxer. So yeah. yeah, there you go. You know, he's <laughs> one of those people that you just can't hate no matter what, but you know, moving on rest in peace to Marvin Hagler. Um, the big fight last night or one of three big fights that took mm. place on the 13th. And our first fight that we're going to talk about here in round two is Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez mm. going into last night's fight 52-0 with 41 KOs against Juan Francisco Estrada, who was 41-3-0 with 28 KOs in their rematch for the flyweight titles. It was over the zone in Dallas, Texas. Chocolatito won the first fight. We had our predictions going in. Um, I had Estrada knocking out Chocolatito. And Joy, can you remind uh, our audience who or should I say our fighters, um, 
who you had for that fight? I believe I had Estrada uh, in a decision. In a decision. Yes. Okay. And, well, it was a back-and-forth fight. Right. It looked like, even though they're friends, they were ready to rock em, sock em robots yeah. in the ring. Yeah. And whoever showed up and whoever watched the fight had their money's worth or eyeballs worth right. in that fight. And the outcome ended up being a, uh, I believe it was a split split decision yep. for Juan Francisco Estrada. So it's one to one. So Chocolatito drops to 53 and O, while Estrada improves to 42, three and O. Right. And to be honest, Joy, um, goodness me, I uh, one of the scores kind of <laughs> turned us off. Right. So the scoring was 115, 113, 117, 110, mm. and 115, 113. 117, 110. Wow. Yeah, the second judge was 117, 110, and we're like, what the hell is that? Exactly. And yeah, but yeah. anyway, friend Estrada came away with the win, so we were both right, but. We were watching this fight, everybody, and we didn't look comfortable with Estrada winning because it could have gone either way. And we and I personally thought Chocolatito somehow stole the fight. I, I yeah, um, it it felt weird that uh, Estrada won because I was quite confident that Chocolatito stole it. He looked really good. Um, oh, absolutely. I've, I've never actually like this is actually the first live fight I've ever seen of Chocolatito. And wow, like uh, I am impressed. I started watching um, his the first fight between him and Estrada, which was also a war, uh, pretty much. But uh, Chocolatito did kind of took it, um, but by close margins as well. But I feel like uh, Chocolatito, you had uh, you and me, was like you said, right? We were watching this fight, and uh, I had him up by two rounds. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, wow. I mean. It, it, it puzzles it puzzled me that um the second judge had it 117-110 like it wasn't a lot that you could give to Estrada yeah and you know Joy I before we caught on to get her to watch the fight I was watching some of the earlier smaller fights and mm. yeah even the judges were a little bit off the rails there so right. it, it was one of those nights I guess right even and... for Brakus and McCaskill Right, right so. which we will discuss in a little bit. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, we, I don't know, Joy, we should be happy because <laughs> our guy won, but it didn't feel like it didn't feel like it oh. didn't feel like he, it didn't feel like we got, it's probably just because we didn't get the result we wanted. Right. Right. Well, I think deep down inside, we knew who was the real winner of the fight. Um, even though, yes, the guy that we chose who we thought that was going to win um, won. I don't know. It, it just felt like Chocolatito did lay out, lay his heart out there, um, and he didn't get awarded for it. Yeah, and you know, for what it's worth, I could see them running it back, literally a third time for a third fight. Right. But there is one particular foe in the way, and that is Siskaret Sorungvisai. Yeah. He's went on record that day saying that he wants the winner of that fight. He's fought Chocolatito before, twice. Um, but Estrada came away with the victory. So, right. if Rungvisai gets what he wants, he's fighting Estrada next. And uh, you know, do you think this would be a good matchup to watch? Now, here's a here's a fun thing, right? Um, prior to Chocolatito losing to Estrada, Chocolatito's only two losses came from Rungvisai. So, right. My goodness, like. Man, like it would it would be crazy, right? Because he Rongvisai knocked out Chocolatito in the very last fight, and then Chocolatito did have this resurgence um, in his career, and we thought that this was probably one of his crowning moments, um, beating Estrada until they said uh, until they they announced uh, the score. Rongvisai versus Estrada, I think yes, it probably would have made more sense. Um, Especially when Rongvisai and Chocolatito already fought each other twice, and Rongvisai has won both times. Um, it was a little bit closer. I say a little bit, but it was still pretty much convincing that it was Estrada. 
uh, for me at least. So yeah, um, right. Uh, that's the thing, right? Do we want the third fight right away, or should Rong Vasai have this opportunity, right, to to go for the for the titles with Estrada? You know, I think just by process of form, right? Mm. Winners fight winners. Mm. Right, so I would I wouldn't be surprised, um, and of course if that's what he wants, and you know Rungvasai has enough clout, obviously in that part of the boxing landscape, right. I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, lines up against Estrada, and you know the thing is Rungvasai can actually win, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see, but for what it's worth, congrats to uh, Juan Francisco Estrada for getting the win, eking it out over uh, Chocolatito and um, mm. evening the score, getting the titles. And uh, we're excited to see what's next for not just him, but yeah, Rung Visay and Chocolatito. Right. Absolutely. Now, okay, round three. It was the co-main event of the evening for the Zone broadcast. Mm. Cecilia Brekis from Norway going into the fight 35 or 36, one and oh with nine KOs against Chicago's very own Jessica McCaskill, who was nine and two with three KOs going into that fight. Mm. This was for the welterweight titles in the women's division. And these two have fought before for the exact same titles and Brekis won the first fight. So yeah, it was a rematch, um, and I had McCaskill to win the fight. And of course, you know we gotta we gotta represent our girl here. She's from the city, right. and um, of course, I felt she did a whole lot. I I was very impressed with what she did, and um, even though it was a very action packed fight, Joy, yeah. Um, yeah, it came to a unanimous decision. And they gave it to McCaskill. So McCaskill gets regains the belts and improves to 10 and 2 while Brakus falls to 36 and 2. And uh, yeah, Joy, what was your reaction with the Brakus McCaskill rematch? Wow. Right? I mean, that, that that was an incredible fight. Um, there should be more women fighters and they could be the main event as well, right? They, 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 Thank they you. They don't just have to be the undercards right um this was a huge fight um jessica mccaskill surprised a lot of us right like even the analyst um ringside she came in swinging right and she was not only just swinging she was landing right she has this kind of very um old school philly shell defense but she's throwing power punches uh for it you know usually philly shell you you know you you're pretty much sideways to protect yourself, but also you, because you're sideways, you could extend your jab. Jessica McCaskill is just a power puncher, just just in general. And when Breakus started to kind of gain her confidence, kind of gain her her footing, and kind of feel feel out the the fight with Jessica, and kind of understand her her game plan, um, then Breakus started to really employ her jab. What she's really known for the one two um but yeah like you said it was an action-packed fight right um i do think that mccaskill she just built a massive lead in the beginning and breakers just couldn't really catch up until then and so yeah for sure for sure it was you know and of course with McCaskill being the challenger in that fight, hmm. she really, really wanted to win. <laughs> even even her just her body language oh, yeah. and what she had to say in the pre-fight buildup. Like, she felt that she got robbed in the first fight and she's gonna do whatever it takes to um get those titles back. And you know what? She even sure that fight was down in North Texas, but she showed that shy town mentality, man, that resilience, that unwillingness to quit. Right. And she yeah. took it home. She took it home. And yes, Joe, you brought up a great point, man. Like, we need more women's fights on the big cards. Right. God damn. Right. Like, <laughs> why, you know, Matchroom. See, this is another reason why Matchroom is probably going to be the best promotion label in 2021. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, they're, they're following, I feel like they're following more of the UFC structure of how you, like, you know, promote fights, right? Like, I mean, 
when um when Holly Holmes, right? When she was going up against oh, God damn it. Her her name always escapes me. Help me out here, Wes. Are you talking about in the UFC? Yes. That Ronda huge, Rousey. Ronda Rousey. There you go. Man, I keep forgetting her name. But uh yeah. That huge fight with Ronda Rousey and and, uh, and Holly Holmes, like that that was such a well advertised fight. Well, obviously, mm-hmm. right? Because Ronda Rousey was just on top of the world. Everyone wanted to see her lose. But well, that's what which I'm ended saying. up happening at some point in time. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Like uh, they even brought up in the post fight interview, like you know, Jessica McCaskill is now on top of that welterweight division. If she goes down, right, she could fight. Right, like she could fight more of Breakus again. I mean, Breakus wanted a, a third fight, uh, or she could go up and face Clarissa Shields, right? Which is a little bit, a little bit dangerous, <laughs> a little bit dangerous. It's like, like we said, right? Clarissa seems like um, she is way too good, um, but also she's a little bit more interested in UFC. And MMA nowadays. Well, not not, not, not UFC, UFC particularly. But MMA, yeah, MMA. But um, but yeah, uh, hats off to to Matchroom for for such a great event. Um, hopefully we will see women in the main card. You know, not just the owner card. But this is a good start. Sure, and you know, mark my words, join this uh, before we go into round four. Jessica McCaskill, I think, is going to be the next best thing in women's boxing. Mm. You know, I know I love Michaela Mayer. Still have a crush on Michaela Mayer. <laughs> Marquette King, former NFL punter. Don't get mad at me. Mm. Uh, but, you know, dude, her record is 10-2. and two, mm. And she is the unified welterweight champion of the world. So 12 fights total. All right. Clarissa Shields got her success in 11. All right. Like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. I mean, granted, granted, you know, there could be other answers to why some of the champions have, you know, very small but high winning percentage records. Mm. But, you know, it goes to show, like, man. Yeah. Um, we need to give more, like, women opportunity to, to compete in this sport, right? I'm pretty exactly. sure. Right. There's, I mean, I'm pretty sure if we had the same amount of recognition, at like, for women's boxers, like, the same as... MMA or UFC women's fighters, the skill gap would just disappear, right? I think then we would have a lot of female fighters that are just, or women fighters that are pretty much the same in 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 winning percentage or just even wins and opportunities to. But you know, then again, I say that, but like you said, right? Jessica McCaskill, you know, doesn't even have 15 fights to her name, and she's already a, a world champion. Right. Yeah, I mean it's 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 still amazing, you know, right. because there's not many guys, maybe with the exception of Lomachenko, that can say I got all this success with not that many fights. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean I mean Shakur Stevenson is close to doing that, but outside of that, it's kinda like, man, but yeah, I want more cards for them. Right. To the point where they're the, not just the co, like like you said, the, the actual right. main event themselves. Right. And, you know, I think Matchroom kind of has the right idea. And w- I'm hoping to see they can uh, schedule more uh, of that in the future. But right. moving on to uh, round four, um, it was the other uh, big name bout that uh, took place on Saturday night. David Benavidez, 168 challenger, going to his fight 23-0-0 with 20 KOs against the durable and serviceable Ronald Ellis, who entered a fight 18-1-2 with 12 KOs. Showtime, PBC, Uncasville, Connecticut. For a while, or actually for the first round, really, Ellis took the fight to Benavidez, but Benavidez eventually figured him out and um, freaking TKO'd him in 11 rounds. Uh, to the point where, yeah, Ellis just had no answer for uh, David Benavidez. And as a result, Benavidez improves to 24-0-0. <laughs> Ellis drops 18-2-2. I did make a joke, Joy, when you and I were watching this fight that Ronald Ellis looks like a Walmart brand, uh, Antonio Brown. <laughs> and But yeah, no. Um, what are your reactions to Benavidez on his knockout win over 
Ronald Ellis. Uh, it seems as though like this was the first test of David uh, Benavides in the first round. Like you said, in the early in the early stages of the the fight, Ronald Ellis was holding his own. He was holding his ground, and at some point, he actually pushed Benavides to the ropes. Now, uh, Benavides, um, he, right? He's a power puncher, right? Um, he doesn't have counter punching skills as Canelo. Right. Um, and so I was like, maybe this could be the time where we get to see what David Benavides is made out of. Um, and, you know, uh, props to him. He, he fought and he stood his ground and he started walking down Ronald Ellis. Right. Ronald Ellis looked like he he was he was getting he was getting hit with with a lot of big shots and he was getting worn out. Um, and so, yeah, uh, good on David Benavides to have the fight stopped um you know uh it shows that he can still control the fight even in the later stages um right so yeah yeah uh props to david benavidez and also props to ronald ellis hopefully yeah like you said he is serviceable so he hopefully he he'll get back on his feet for sure for sure and you know, congrats to David Benavides, and I forgot to congratulate Jessica McCaskill, Chicago's very own, in the last round. But okay, you did mention a name. Mm. Now, where does Benavides place in the Canelo sweepstakes? Where, um, let me ask you this, Wes. Um, it's okay if like you don't, because I don't know either. But does David Benavides he rank higher in WBC rankings than he does in IBF, right? I think the last time that, I checked, yeah. I don't know off the top of my head, but WBC is the title that Benavidez lost on the scale. And I'm chuckling because it's like, you know, <laughs> that, that is one bad way to lose right, anything. Right. right. Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? I mean, obviously, like, if you're in a higher rank of these titles, then yes. But um, it seems as though uh, I'd probably be, I'd probably, you know what? Right, Canelo has this upcoming fight. Plant doesn't have anything scheduled as of now, and he's had a spectacular performance um, recently. So maybe Plant. Plant is probably the way to go, right? Ooh, Stay I active. think Jared is looking at a. He's looking at a PP, a Plant playoff. <laughs> a you know de facto title eliminator. Well, that would be a title fight anyway. Right, but. You know, yeah, that's interesting, Joy. I, I really think so that him against Plant would be a great idea because, right. um, you know, Plant Plant has been getting, I don't know, hate mail from Benavides, for lack of a better <laughs> term, on the internet. But at the same time, Benavides' fight was a WBC title eliminator. Hmm. The other eliminator being Darrell and uh, Kyron Davis. <laughs> yeah, we don't we all know how so, that went. <laughs> so, you know, a part of me feels like it's possible that if Canelo can down uh, BJS, then maybe Benavidez would be right there. Oh, well, well, that's just the because, thing, right? Just because, just because of the politics and all of it. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree with you, Wes. Um, but, you know, is, is David Benavidez willing to wait a little bit longer to wait for Canelo. I mean, there's there's not even a guarantee that Canelo is going to fight right after um, Billy Joe Saunders, right? Because, I mean, he could get a cut. That would lengthen in the period um, of his recovery. And, I mean, if, if Billy Joe Saunders beats Canelo, then Billy Joe Saunders is the, the top of the mountain. Then Bene David Benavidez, I mean, then you're going to have to shift focus, right? It's not really... Canelo anymore uh it would be I mean not unless Joe. rematch clauses get triggered and well yeah that, well that's a thing right so yeah I mean would you want to wait even if you know there are like what you like what you just mentioned right there's just so many possibilities I'd rather fight just to stay busy right just to kind of increase my stock even more and if you beat plant I mean what's the greater Right. I mean, what's a what's a well? Creator? That's the thing, right? Chances are because he seems to be in a better position politically yeah. to fight Canelo. Right. It might be they might. It wouldn't be surprising if they scheduled a tune-up fight, <laughs> Andrade, uh, against, <laughs> Andrade against 
against a you know like a Walmart or you know thrift store Canelo. Oh, I mean, I mean, come on, let's see it, right? Andrade, is that how you spell uh, Andrade? Andrade, right? I mean, the guy. Well, we've spoken about him, Wes, right? The guy is reckless. Um, and yeah, but Andrade has a fight in April. Right. Well. Well. Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, how? I mean, how much longer would you wait for Canelo? Right. Like. I mean, Canelo claims that he just wants to be more active, so I wouldn't be surprised if ooh. they just propel it. Oh uh, well, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you may be right, Wes, but I don't know. For me, I think David Benavidez plant. There's been some talking between. These well, that's two, the thing, so. right? I would want I would want Sweet Hands to smash the brakes <laughs> off of this guy. But um, at the same right. time, at the same time, it's like, okay, well, then. If you're Benavidez, if you lose the plant, it's kind of like, damn, I might be out of the picture entirely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you lose the plant, then there's no, I mean, there's no, I mean, that's the thing, right? That's what Canelo wants. He wants to unify these titles. Um, and obviously, if plant wins Benavidez, then Canelo is going to go hard after plant. No, 100%. Um and I think BJS has like a different title too that actually counts. Right. So yeah, eventually, I don't know. For me, from a if if we're talking politically, I feel like he is gonna like somehow jump plant, <laughs> just because that's how the landscape works, unfortunately. <laughs> but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if the PP, the plant playoff, happens. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, uh, um. I don't know about you, Wes. I don't know how you feel, but I feel like the IBF is the lowest of the titles, the prestige of the titles, in my opinion. So, yeah, uh, you might be completely right, right? Like, Benavides could be ranked higher than Plant for that title, for the for Canelo's titles, for the WBO, well, right? So, yeah. Well, right. Um, I mean, well, the Eliminator was WBC. Right, right. But... I don't know. I mean, just because, like, I just have this gut feeling that we're not going to get what we want. <laughs> and it's just going to be something ridiculous that we didn't think of. Us. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for all for all we know, for all we know, uh, Avni is going to be back in the spotlight again fighting right. David Benavidez. Well, well, that's the thing, right? I, I feel like Canelo is in good hands with uh, Matchroom. Well, he's not officially signed with Matchroom, but, like... That's the thing, right? Like, I, f I feel like he's working more with Matchroom, and Matchroom seems to give us the fights that we want so far. So, yeah, we'll see. Right. Yeah, no, and, you know, like, yeah, Canelo is basically on a test drive <laughs> with uh, Matchroom. It seems to be, like, a very good uh, test drive right now. Right. But with that being said, again, um, we're going to go to break. When we come back... We will talk about the Teofimo versus Cambosis fight. More details has come out. Uh-oh, Tyson Fury. And because it's March, and if you love basketball, you might want to stick around for the last round. Again, Warriors, we got March Madness. We are now going to do the second half of the No Decision podcast. Like I said, we're going to enter this half with Teofimo Cambosos. Uh-oh, Tyson Fury. And it's March Madness. But round five, Teofimo versus Cambosos. The details are out, folks. And we are looking at June 5th. I had to pause there because I forgot what the sixth month in the calendar <laughs> is. That's what happens when you live at home with, in under COVID conditions for so long. But yes, 6-5, Miami. What are we looking forward to, Joy? An upset. That's what I'm oh. looking for. Uh, I... oh. The man from the land down under is yep. going to stun Tiafimo in mm, muy sexy Miami. Uh, without I, any, without <laughs> anybody busting their shit on a BMX bike, I hope. Hopefully not. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure he, he's learned his uh, lesson. Uh, you know, then. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, this is gonna be the year of massive, massive. Um, not comebacks, but uh, disappointments. Wait, what did you call it, Wes? I can't find the right words now uh upsets upsets there you go god damn it i can't wow but uh yeah I, I think there's gonna be a massive upset um i think it's gonna be a close fight um now 
of course, yeah, Tino Fimo, um, I believe he still holds the record for the highest power punches landing landed um, throughout the entirety of a fight. Uh, but Kembosos, I've been impressed with this guy. Um, watching him, he he has pretty he has really good footwork, uh, and um, he could he could he could fight, man. Now, of course, the only thing I don't like about Kembosos is that he doesn't land the cleanest shots, right? A lot of judges will probably see that and say like they they probably won't even count him as punches landed, right? Which is um, a huge a huge um, kind of disadvantage for him um, the reason why I like Kambos is that I, we did see the latter half of the fight between him uh, between Teofimo and Lomachenko and if Kambos could just cap capture a little bit of that magic but actually apply it from throughout the fight <laughs> I'm pretty sure Kambos has a really good chance of um, winning this fight uh, mm -hmm. but yeah uh, the upset against Teofimo when Tiofimo performed the biggest upset of last year. So we're going to have linear upsets, basically. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think we're going to be in for something magical. And what I mean by magical is that um, it's it could be like a Chocolatito versus Estrada type deal. Yeah. And with the Canelo-esque presentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, it doesn't say where in Miami they're going to do it. It wouldn't be surprising if they put it in Hard Rock or even um, American Airlines, which is where the Miami Heat play. It's probably Hard Rock, right? But um, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know what Triller's got on their sleeves, but you know, I think this is going to be a good fight. I can't wait for June 5th. <laughs> and man, you know, we're either going to get an upset or a down to the wire kind of fight where no one knows right or it could be but, a female dominance right but yeah or yeah or even a you know Tiofimo just for whatever reason <laughs> left his shit in new york and Cambosos, <laughs> you know brings everything from the land down under well you know yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely uh and you know i love Tiofimo lopez i think we've we've stated that uh already but i, I just I just have a feeling, you know, kind of like I just have this gut feeling that um, things aren't gonna go well in this fight for Tiofimo. Um, now, Kambosos isn't like he isn't Lomachenko. Let's let's just say that, right? But I do think that Kambosos is pretty good. He does get hit a lot, um, but I mean, we'll see, right? We'll see, but. Yeah, uh, I probably I'm probably gonna regret saying that Camposo is gonna win, but uh, we will see. I, I do think that there's gonna be a massive upset. Maybe in the horizon. Maybe it's not Tiafimo Cambosos. Maybe it's another fight, but we will see. We'll see. We'll see. But that's the most um, up to date details on the Tiafimo Cambosos fight, round six. Uh oh, Tyson Fury. <laughs> and why are we saying uh oh? He has gone on record via bad left hook saying that he recently stopped training, citing, you know, he's been training since December of 2017. And of course, you know, that training was trying to get back into shape from hmm. being basically Butterbean to Tyson Fury. Right. And of course, there's that video of him going swimming on the beach during a vacation. And uh, he does not look like his fighting self, right. obviously. Hmm. So... Um, Joy, could this be a area of concern? Oh, uh, especially when everyone's expecting him to sign a, a deal with Anthony Joshua. It would be a concern if this fight was already made, right? Um, I think it's okay. Um, Tyson Fury doesn't, he's never really had the body that's just like and Anthony Joshua, right? Like he, he's always had a little bit more pounds, a little bit more around the waist. Um, well, that's the thing that, that just goes to show how much sacrifices these fighters make, right. In order just to make weight. Um, and well, that's the thing, right? Like, I don't think this is uh, much of a worry. We've seen, uh, fighters that have a lot more pounds, a lot more 
fat pounds than muscle pounds, right? I mean, Andy Ruiz pretty much canceled a lot of gym memberships after he won against uh, Anthony Joshua. So, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I don't think this is a problem. Uh, you and I, Wes, uh, we tend to disagree against, you know, Tyson Fury versus uh, Anthony Joshua. Uh, but I'm not, I, I don't, I don't seem to, to be worried. Um, I think he's just enjoying his life. Like he said, like you said, Wes, um, he has been trying to get back in shape in, since December, 2017. Uh, unless the, the fight has been um, has been scheduled, then then I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll he'll start taking it a little bit more seriously. If not, then if, if he is still in the in in the beach swimming, you know, getting a little bit more pounds when there's like one month left to go, then I'd be worried. Well, right, and I mean I don't really think that's the case. Um, for me, it's like. I think, in a way, he could just really be watching the rest of the heavyweight landscape. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Uh, because I don't know if anyone picked this up, but there's, you know, little audio from uh, Joshua Pulev with Eddie Hearn asking if AJ wants a tune-up. And AJ said, yeah, I would prefer a tune-up. <laughs> so chances are he's waiting to see what that tune-up is and, you know, whatever he can dissect from the tune-up. Or, you know, it could be just some other reason. But, yeah, I'm not that worried. Of course, uh, it is pretty interesting to see how uh, Tyson Fury can uh, shapeshift. <laughs> right? And, of course, you know, for those that are worrying, yeah. I mean, you have every... I think there is some way to do that because, you know, the last time... Yeah. You know, the last time he took a break from anything, what happened there? Right. So, right. and how do you... how how what is he doing to make sure he doesn't fall back into a rabbit hole? Yeah. You know, absolutely. so, but no, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this shouldn't be something to worry about, but I can't understand the concern given that people would want him to fight AJ this year. Hmm. Right. Yeah. But uh, we'll see, you know, right. I, I, I kind of want everyone to get, give their take on it. Like, do you think Tyson Fury is, Letting off the gas pedal a little bit, pulling a, li a Roberto Duran <laughs> or maybe an Andy Ruiz, because that's really what happened to Andy Ruiz. He just let himself go and then obviously got the brakes beaten off of him because, you know, trying to chase around an athletic man in the ring just doesn't work, especially when you look like that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, granted, well, granted, he's granted he's slimmed down in the yeah, he slimmed down. Um, Canelo team, mm. but. Got to be careful. Got to be careful, Anthony Joshua. Which tune-up fight you choose? Because we last, we, we know what happened to the last tune-up fight. That was well. <laughs> I mean, Jer Two weeks. Jarrell Miller. Two weeks Jarell into Miller the making. Was, he, chances are he was going to run over Jarrell Miller anyway. No, no, I'm saying uh, Andrew Ruiz when they had that. Yeah, but that yeah. wasn't really a tune-up. That was just a you know fight on two weeks' notice. That's, yeah. When when really most of AJ's game plan was on Jarrell Miller. I guess, yeah. Oh, I mean, we'll see, right? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, uh, come on, yeah, yeah. man. Well, no, I mean, look, like I, I respect Anthony be, be Joshua. A, be, a, be, 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 be objective here. Right. That's no, exactly no. what it was. Well, that's the thing. No, no, but I mean, come on, like you're you're the world champion. You you should take every fight seriously. Uh, and I don't think he took Andrew Ruiz seriously, and he got hurt. Probably not. Fine, right. but then when it when it counted the second time, yeah, I guess we didn't take the challenger seriously. The champion. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. And there's no, uh, and I'm telling you, I mean, uh, like, right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. When it comes to this, I'll, I'll stop being objective. I don't think there's any need for Tyson Fury to take Anthony Joshua seriously. No, you mean subjective because objective so, means right, factual. Right. right. Well, no, yeah, I'm not being factual. I'm coming from the heart. Okay, so you're opinionated. Right. Well, for this, for this topic, I will be opinionated because I, I do believe Tyson, right? I mean, like, uh, we've said I this will, before. I will, say, I, I will say this. Complacency in the heavyweight division doesn't really line up well. Ask Muhammad Ali when he fought Joe Frazier. Uh, and... Muhammad is the the goat. Joe, <laughs> no, just playing. 
Uh, I respect Joe Frazier. I love him. I love him, Eddie Fletch. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, the first fight, obviously. Right. Right. Well, that's the thing, right? This is this is what I love. I, I can't wait to make this fight happen, because we are split in, uh, between these two fighters, right? So we will see. We will see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I it's for me. I'm more. I mean, yeah. I I, I do want AJ to win that fight, but right. Unfortunately, most of my energy in the boxing scene is more on the number one overall fighter in the game, and that's Canelo Alvarez. Canelo Alvarez. There you go. So, I mean, it's great, but <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna be. I don't know. It's it. These days, it's it's hard to get behind the big guys. But yeah, no. I mean, Ooh. okay. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. But 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 if you're gonna if I'm gonna catch you saying I'm gonna stop being objective, then that's gonna be a concern moving forward. Oh, just saying. Well, just just for this, Can right? That... Just for just for Tyson Fury. Well, okay. I'm gonna be objective, but when it comes to like these things, like when when Tyson Fury, we, we, we've said we've said this before, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, right? Like, let's see who's the biggest guy, who's the biggest guy in the heavyweight division, right? Uh, oh, for sure. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm a little bit more passionate about the heavyweight fighters. You know what? If uh, if that's the case, then so be it. You know, <laughs> you're you're passionate about the big boys in boxing. I'm more when it comes to the big guys and fighting. I'm more I'm more UFC. Oh, because okay. you know my favorite my yeah, favorite yeah. MMA fighter of all time is John Jones, and that's light heavyweight heavyweight. Right. So, but no, but okay. You know, moving on. Let's go to March Madness. Hmm. Um, so NCAA tournament time. Usually, we have our favorites. We have our two seeds. A potential upset and of course a cinderella team and the cinderella team meaning you don't expect this person to do or team to do anything but they do something and you're just like oh my god i'm a fan of that team now all of a sudden <laughs> so joy you know i think we can agree on who the uh, best is who the number one overall seed in in the game is and that's canelo alvarez yeah absolutely no doubt about it no doubt about you know it. so now who's our two seed who's the second best thing out there or the best thing out there not named Canelo Alvarez. Okay, this might be where we split, right? But for me, um, I think it's Crawford. It's Bud Crawford. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think it's Bud Crawford. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I could go into why. I mean, he's pretty much a, pretty much a complete fighter. Um, again, the, probably the second fight that we want to see made is Bud versus errol spence right so we will see uh it's really close between errol spence and bud but uh, i'm really favoring uh bud crawford okay second best thing out there he could be the next mp now he in a way and that's probably you know that's another potential eight division world champion too to be honest we'll see Granted, that's a granted. His upbringing is a lot different than it's a Manny lot Pacquiao's, right, but right. you know, I think he's a solid number two seed fighter there, or the second best thing out there, mm -hmm. not named Canelo. Um, okay, possible upset. Oh, uh, I think I named mine right. Camboso's Tiafimo. I think that's a possible upset uh, for me. Um, oh well, you know what? Uh, I'll change my mind. Uh, I think possible upset. Uh, Hmm. Canelo versus Billy Joe Saunders. I think Billy Joe Saunders could upset the world against Canelo, even though I just named Canelo the best boxer in the game. You never know, right? This is boxing. We've seen great fighters fall from the great from grace. Um, we've seen it countless times, right? I think the only fighter we haven't seen it with is uh, Floyd Mayweather. But you know, everyone there, there's everyone peaks and everyone falls right and so this is this is why we love boxing and it really just depends on whether they can pick this of us back up possible upset everyone i seem to talk to in the fight game especially my co-trainer is a front runner anthony joshua over tyson fury mm. um totally not upset about the last round but anyway <laughs> um 
Well, there, there you go. I like that. I like. Well, that. that's the thing. I don't even understand why we got into that in the first. Oh, got oh, into oh. that little skirmish in the first place. Right, right, right. But, uh, but anyway, you know, um, yeah. So that's my possible upset. All right. Um, and who's our Cinderella? Ooh. Who's gonna take? Who's gonna take the boxing landscape by storm? And and was an afterthought, not too long ago. Oh man, uh, an afterthought, not too long ago. It's gonna take the boxing. Oh, that that one's hard. Can you get back to me, Wes? Uh, share yours. Sure. Um, I believe. Let's see here. If we're gonna talk about Cinderellas. Shit, I'll give it to him. I think Manny Pacquiao is going to be the Cinderella of 2021. Oh, which uh, which division? Doesn't matter. Oh, oh, nice. Okay, wow. Is it staying the welter fight? Uh, Mikey Garcia, and then yeah, uh, whoever it is after that. Uh, nice, nice. I'll give this one to Cambosos. Um, yeah, I, I think he's my Cinderella man. Uh, I think uh, he has a great story, right? Um. Pretty much, like he's pretty much had to. He's pretty much been the little guy, um, ever since he's like started fighting, and he's he's kind of slowly crawling his way up, and now he has this opportunity, right, against pretty much Ring Magazine's Fighter of the Year, um, the guy who pretty much shocked us all against Lomachenko. So, yeah, if anything, Cambosos is like he's almost like a Rocky type character and we'll see you with Tiafimo. oh okay yeah no i mean no i think that's a solid pick right um i i think he you know deserves more credit than he actually gets hmm. you know i would also award that to like we're talking men's boxing i would give that to someone like juan francisco estrada right hmm. so you know like no one really unless you follow bantams and flies religiously, <laughs> you don't know who those guys are. You know who Chocolatito is, but you don't know who the other guy is. Well, yeah, a lot of the, right? the bantamweight or uh, any anyone like under the, the featherweight division under it, usually like they're, the, the massive fights are held overseas or in South America, right? right? And then you, you got guys like Sorung Visai who has quietly built up a great... A great Resume. resume yeah absolutely yeah i mean rug could also you be know. the next cinderella cinderella guy right so we'll see if he knocks out or if he wins if he equals against estrada he's already proven himself against chocolatito we'll see it, it's possible right? right yeah i mean he just needs a little bit more um exposure yeah right absolutely um and yeah no i mean it's it, it would be really interesting to see what plays out uh from here on out in the boxing yeah. landscape right you know i mean the number one overall guy that probably isn't going to be changing for the foreseeable future of course may 6th that's where that gets put on the line <laughs> you know you got a you said the second best thing out there okay so you got the guy that was pretty much on the top of the 147 yeah I got a guy who could possibly fight at 147 one day. <laughs> Not that I wouldn't want him there, but, you know, he could be cleaning out division by division, especially if it's split up the way it is. Right. Right. And then for our Cinderella man or possible upset, you know, we went to the, I went to the big guys. You went to the, you went to the, uh, I back, went back to like number weight. one seed. Yeah. You basically picked the eight seed over the one seed. <laughs> Yeah, or the 16 seed over the one seed, and then, uh, in our last concept or last segment with the Cinderella man, I went back to our old faithful, and you decided a sparring partner of yeah. old faithful. Yeah. Well, so let's see, let's all let's see it play out. But everyone else, give us your bracket. Who's who's the, your number one overall <laughs> seed? Who is your number two guy? All right. Or if you're if you're if you want to do a women's one, so be it. Yeah. You know, who's the best, second best thing outside of Clarissa Shields? Who's going to upset in the women's division? Who's going to be the actual Cinderella? <laughs> but, um, uh, and of course, you know, you could do a men's one. So you could do them both. 
You could Doesn't actually matter. show it. You could you could actually share your match uh, March Madness. Uh... <laughs> Please do. Please do. And you know, if you are gonna fill out a real NCAA bracket, I'm gonna put put some advice right now. Take Gonzaga, take U of I, until they face Loyola Chicago, obviously. <laughs> but um, this is the yeah, year. And pick Loyola, year. pick and pick and pick Loyola Chicago. But you know, this is a boxing podcast. Reach out to me otherwise if you want to talk basketball. But anyway, March Madness, everyone. Let us know. And that is the end of our show. You know, this is a really good seven rounder. Everyone made it. Everyone made it unscathed. Mm. Like a real like a real fight. There is gonna be a little uh there is gonna be a peak and we hit that peak in round six. A little late, but it is what it is. <laughs> and uh yeah. That is our show for tonight. And we are really going to close it up. Joy, I'm not going to ask you anything because I already know what the answer is going to be. Sorry, dude. Okay. <laughs> uh, <sighs> we're closed now. You don't have to go home. But you can't stay here. But for what it's worth, I'll have a fresh set of rounds for you next week. But in the meantime, if you do still want to listen to the same two guys talk about open wheeled cars that don't technically exist drive <laughs> around in twists and turns at 200 plus miles an hour check out the running back podcast with myself and joy where joy leads the discussion on the landscape of formula one this week we talk about ferraris yes ferraris makes those kind of cars too not just the ones that you see in the rap music videos everyone <laughs> um and testing it is the preseason for the Formula One season. And you this in this week you get a chance to kind of hear what we what we think about of the of the Formula One preseason and how that actually is structured out. So if you're interested, check it out, YouTube, Spotify. Um, and feel free to connect with us on the West Enjoy Show on Instagram. But until then, I'm Wasabara. He's Joy Villapando. Have a great night.